0: Welcome to Passion Unlimited podcast. I'm your co host,
1: Coach Michaela Logue.
0: And I am psychotherapist and author Gianni Adamo.
1: For National Mental Health Awareness Month, we are entering into choppy waters. Sex abuse awareness is a topic which needs to be showcased because many people are experiencing abuse in their romantic relationships and falling prey to online scams. Stay with us for this episode to learn how to identify predators and to learn the number one way that you can defend yourself against being victimized. Well, hello, hello, Gianni Adamo. How are you doing today? Hello,
0: Michaela. I am doing wonderful. Um, Obviously, this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Um, As you are aware, I am a survivor of sexual abuse. So this is something that um, is a very important topic for me, and it gives me a pleasure for us to come together and and do a show around awareness of mental health and sexual abuse.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, we want to honor... Mental Health Awareness Month by educating people around sexual abuse and I know it's a topic that can be heavy and then maybe people will feel a little bit uncomfortable however I think education is the first step for us to be able to ward off predators Mm -hmm. and so I'm really interested and really open to hearing um, about this topic and Actually, I I would like to be educated around it as well. So I welcome the conversation and I think we should get right into it.
0: Okay. Well, this is good because with education, we could actually keep the numbers low or bring them down. Um, I know they have calmed down dramatically since the 1990s, but we still need a lot more work. Currently, right now, we've got every 73 seconds, there is an American being sexually assaulted and the breakdown on that is one out of six American women has been raped um, or will have an attempted rape in her lifetime. And 3% of the men or one in 33 of men have experienced or have had a, a rape or attempted rape.
1: Wow. Yeah. That is sobering. Those, those statistics are it makes us just stop and say, okay, I need to know more about this because I want to make sure that I educate myself here.
0: Yeah. And the biggest target are the children between the ages of 17, excuse me, 12 and 17, which is really, really um, a vulnerable time of our lives. So if you are a parent, I hope you're tuning in and listening, because this is stuff that you need to understand, um, and that you can support and help your children stay protected. Um, So uh, children, the ages of uh, 12 to 17 are the primary targets of predators, even though we we can end up with a predator at any age, but that's their main target usually. Um, And also the differences between the genders also, because there is a gender inequality here. It's nine out of 10 victims of rape are girls and women. So they are females. Right. Is a gender inequality. Um, So, and the majority, well over the majority of the perpetrators are men. Right. Or males. That are, Um, victimizing the females. And of course, we have about 10% of the boys and the men who get victimized as well. And in my practice, I have seen both and I treat both. I treat both the men and the women who have been victimized um, or um, from sexual Mm assaults or rape.
1: Well, you know, in my practice, I do not deal with this because this is going into the realm of of a licensed professional. So I'm taking the approach today, not only as your co-host and biggest supporter, yeah. but also as a person who would like to get educated around this topic.
0: Okay, No problems. So right now, Michaela, there's actually a new form of sexual abuse that has emerged with this coronavirus um, and the quarantine, and that's called revenge porn. Wow, and okay.
1: that's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. so basically what's happening here is that obviously all of these perpetrators and abusers are locked up in their home. They're bored to tears. So now they are taking naked pictures of their ex of their ex girlfriends or just women that they target online. And they're posting them with the woman's name and city where they live to humiliate these women. Um, obviously they got the pictures because they either a, they were in relationship with that woman or the girl, um, or they were able to target them online. And I know, I don't know about you, but I get a lot of friend requests on Facebook and on Instagram from, you know, interesting people. And I really try not to accept any invitation to new friends on Facebook if I really don't know who that person is and if we don't have any connections. If we have some connections that I feel are pretty reliable, I may question them. Um, but I don't just accept French on Facebook or um, and I know Instagram's public, so anybody can follow you there. Right. Um, but they will send you private messages and I don't respond to people that I don't know. And if it doesn't sound like it's a is a if they're not looking for a therapist, I don't, I'll just ignore those questions. Wow. So I don't know yeah. if you, because I know you are, you have, your part probably your marital status is married, but I don't know if you have been targeted or have strange, interesting people that are like coming into your social media spectrum and asking you strange questions or trying to get to know you at a personal level. Yeah. Um, and it's now because I have been noticing that Facebook now, all of a sudden, has increased their security and they will now send me a question and say, do you know this person? And if I say no, they will block them immediately. And there have been several of these guys who have targeted me. And by the way, most of these strange and interesting people have like the most amazing um, profile. They're like model type. They cover themselves up with these most beautiful pictures, whether it's their pictures or somebody else's, usually they find models and other public, uh, pictures out there yeah, and they will present themselves as such. So a lot of these individuals will have like very flawless profiles with just a few pictures, not a lot, they don't give themselves away. Um, and so, you know, these are some of the things that you will, you know, you will notice that you're like, wow, this is like a picture perfect person, <laughs> you yeah. know, with just a few pictures that you can see. And then all of a sudden, you know, like they're interesting to you because they're good looking. So you want to start this conversation. But anyway, so I've noticed that some of those that have come in with these per- picture perfect profiles that have asked for friendships with me on Facebook, mm-hmm. Facebook has asked me if I've known them. And some of them I've said yes. And some of them I said no. And even the ones that I've said yes, Facebook has ultimately blocked because obviously it has linked to the fact that these people are now creating probably problems for other people. But anyway, so we are today focused on how to identify a predator. That's really where we want to get into today so that you don't fall victim or prey to an individual whose only focus is to take advantage of you of whatever way he possibly can. And in this case, is going to be sexually and emotionally because first they take advantage of us emotionally. Because that's how they hook us and make us turn us into a victim, and then they take care of they take advantage of us sexually. Right. So so, okay. So I don't know if you have anything to add there, Michaela, before I transition into what signs to look for.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Just to answer your question, you asked me, "Have I ever had any creeps try to friend me or reach out to me through social media?" And the answer is yes, and yes for the last nine years. So that's a real thing. Uh, There are creeps and there are predators online that are looking just for an in. And because I, from a very young age have always been very kind of standoffish and I'm very skeptical with new people and people I don't know. uh, I immediately, if I see somebody and they have a creepy vibe, I delete them, I block them, et cetera, et cetera. However, Right now, in the I'm, I'm on Instagram a lot, and my profile on Instagram is public. I have gotten thousands of scammers and sexual predator accounts following me and harassing me. That just recently, I've had to do a cleanup of thousands of accounts of profiles online and have blocked them. So this is a real thing, unfortunately. Younger women may not be the skeptical. And this is what we're teaching people today on today's episode.
0: That's a great segue because they the number one thing they do is that they target their victims. And what they're looking for is, am I suggestible? am I trusting? Mm-hmm. You just said you're skeptical. So you don't trust everybody. People have to prove themselves to you before you grant them trust. Right. That's why we, you and I get along. Right. We <laughs> right. know that. exactly. But we're also older and more mature. But when we're young, we're, that's not how we are. We don't ask people to prove themselves to us. We just grant them this um, uh, benefit of the doubt that they're being honest with us. So the predator is targeting People who love and have this capacity to be vulnerable and to be trusting—now, this is not uh, a weakness. This is one of our vulnerabilities that allow us to be in healthy relationships. So, without trust and without uh, you know being vulnerable and. And without seeing, like, giving people the benefit of the doubt, then we end up in toxic relationships because we're too hard and we're too closed up. So these are actually strengths in us that they're targeting. And I, I, I want to position it that way because, unfortunately, after we have been victimized, all of our strengths are now turned into, like, these weaknesses for us. And we don't know what strengths and what are weaknesses, and we deny ourselves uh, being vulnerable because we're so scared of being taken advantage again. So I want to make sure I highlight that what they're targeting is our strength to be vulnerable and trust other people. Right. But if we're the smart daters, if we're smart consumers on social media, we will recognize that there are people who have, that have um, ill intentions towards others and that not everybody is trustworthy and that we must question and or ignore and block others that are not um, coming across as someone like reputable or it's just a little weird. Right. right. So after they target and they try to figure out, you know, if you are suggestible and trusting, they start then this grooming process and this grooming process is basically a lot of love bombing, which is a, a term that we have been using in, in the recent history and love bombing is a lot of positive attention a lot of beautiful um, little icons, pictures. They will send us uh, like maybe little gifts on, if it's an online thing, little um, pictures of things that make us feel love or hearts and, uh, or if it's a community, if the predator's within the community, there will be actual gifts, a lot of acts of generosity. They will find opportunities to show up to places that you or, um, are gonna be at, so at uh, parties or public events or restaurants or bars where they know you're gonna be at, instead of like saying, hey, you know, can you go out with me, they'll just show up and be in your presence and create these moments where ultimately they will isolate you. So alone, if you're in the community, they're gonna seek um, a, part, a person that they can quickly isolate and move them away from their friends. And if you're online, it just starts off with this like secret relationship. And everything with them is a secret relationship. It's just you and I and no one else. So these are some of the hallmark um, things that they do, tactics that they use. Again, they're also bringing in a lot of charm. It's char- They're charming and disarming. So um, for you, when you sense that somebody's coming on very intense, a lot of charm. They're very sweet, lots of positive attention, lots of gifts, lots of little texts and um, you know, being in your space. And then it's also being paired with these strange boundary crossings, things that are just like an inkling, it, it just creates some little sensation that you're like, well, there's something was up with that. They um slapped you um on the derriere. On your way out, when you're saying goodbye, that's completely highly inappropriate, but yet they will push through physical boundaries with you that don't belong in a first date or in a initial conversation, and the, their goal is to make you feel as if you are already in a relationship with them so that you ultimately can get carried away into this fantasy world with them because at the end of the day, these people are addicts. They're addicted to to sex. They're addicted to love, some of them. They're addicted to drugs and alcohol. They're addicted to the thrill and the chase. And so addicts live in a world of fantasy and they want to pull you into this fantasy with them. So what do you think about this, Michaela? You know,
1: it's funny because what came to my mind when you said this is that the mind of a predator is not based in reality. They have both feet fully planted in a fantasy alternate reality that they actually think is real. And when they groom Mm -hmm. you and try to pull you into this reality, they're not thinking whether this is appropriate or not. Because they're so ingrained in their own fantasy in their mind that it doesn't even occur to them that the behavior is inappropriate. So I'm so glad that you're bringing this up um, because inappropriate behavior is something that I think that as Americans right now in this modern world, we are desensitized. We think everything is okay and it's not.
0: No, that's correct. You're absolutely right. And I'm glad that you brought up that they, they don't see a problem. And that's correct. They don't see a problem with their behaviors. And that's because they're highly narcissistic. Therefore, they live in a, in a world of an inflated ego. They feel like they're superior to you, to me and everyone else on the planet. Um, So they can, they're entitled to act and do as they wish. They can take anything from you they want. Um, As long as they can manipulate you, they will take it. And that gives them their high. Boy, is that a high for them. Um, The world of deception is a world of addiction. They are deceiving themselves. They're deceiving their victims. And there's so much... um, like for them, that's where their power lies in the power of deception, because that gives them their high because they're operating outside of your awareness. Right.
1: That's that's that is so fascinating. Um. I, I, I definitely want to keep the momentum going. I'm excited to hear what's next because I already have some light bulbs go- going up over my head right now. So let's keep going. This is great.
0: OK, okay. good. So let's figure out the tips, tips on figuring out if you are dealing with a predator, because right now, if you're online, if your children are online, you need to be monitoring your kids. Mm -hmm. You need to know who they're talking with and what they're saying and the pictures that are being requested um, because you don't want your child interacting with one of these predators because they're going to quickly be asking for your pictures, by the way, a whole bunch of the ones that are operating online anyway they want to start exchanging pictures quickly. Anyways, so your best bet to dealing and identifying a predator is to trust your gut. Now, what does that mean? Trust your gut. You
1: know, it's funny that you say that because I have a lot of young ladies who coach with me. And one of the biggest tenants of life coaching is tapping into your gut and tapping into your intuition. And you, and you know what, almost always the response is, how do I tell the difference between my gut or not? Like, how do I know that my gut is telling me A, B, and C? So, so the fact is, yeah. is that young women oh, yeah. have no idea how to tap into their intuition such that they can know that they're unsafe. And so you're right, trust your gut. And let's keep going because I know that in this in what you're gonna be teaching us today, that we can start to help young ladies and older ladies as well tap into their intuition. Mm
0: -hmm. That's correct. So how does your intuition show up? So let's define intuition first of all. Intuition is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscience reasoning it is a hunch and you can't put your finger on it okay Okay? so this is it's also a nagging feeling that you cannot explain so this comes into conflict with how our culture has basically um socialized us which is to trust our intellect not to trust our emotions but when it comes to dealing with a predator, you cannot go with what the culture has taught us. And this is why we all fall into their trap because the culture says you trust your intellect and do not trust your emotion, do not operate based on your emotion. But here our intu- intuition shows up as a feeling, as a sensation, something that cannot be logically explained. And this is why Predators get over us over and over again because they hook us right there. Because we will go into the logic and then explain away all their awful behaviors. Right. Okay. So I'm going to give you some examples of how your gut can be showing up. One of the ways your intuition can be signaling you that there's something wrong and you're not safe is through anxiety
1: oh okay so okay. so you get signals of anxiety so talk to us more about that that's really interesting
0: Hmm. i remember when i was on my first date with my predator um after the dinner we went for a walk and then we went to the beach and we just were there like stargazing and something happened on that beach, that I could not explain. It happened not once, but it happened twice. And I was in panic for a brief moment until my brain decided to like excuse the behavior, excuse everything, breathe, relax yourself, you know, and whatever, and just stay calm. So, twice I got triggered on that first day and I ignored it. I explained it away. However, I was smart enough to say, I don't think I want to see this guy again. So I said goodbye at the end of the evening and said, I don't think this is going to work out for us. But unfortunately my chemistry had already been triggered with him because they know how to trigger your chemistry. And then within a few days I started to long and desire and want to be with him again. So I reinitiated a communication, asked questions around what had made me nervous. And of course he explained it all away. That cleared the path for me now to enter into a relationship with him. I ignored my intuition, which signaled me not once, but twice through anxiety and panic that there was something was up with this guy, but I could not explain uh, it. Okay. Um,
1: so your gut, so your other, gut will tell other. you something is wrong. Yeah. And nine times mm-hmm. out of 10, if we don't know any better, we'll explain that away.
0: Yes. Okay, gotcha. Exactly. Okay. Other ways that they are really good at um, or the, or God will signal, but they're going to use it against us is curiosity. These individuals, because they operate outside of our reality, because they're operating in deception, become very curious for us. So all of a sudden you're going to have this amazing curiosity over this person that you recognize like he's, th- he's different from everybody else. Um, there's something very different, but yeah, at the same time, There's something about this person also that, you know, doesn't necessarily like um, follow rules or is um, someone who who might be very reputable. Like there's something wild about them, but that creates a lot of curiosity because we may not operate like that. So they're very different from us. And that curiosity is going to be triggered, but you're going to have to discern if this curiosity, because this person is has um, traits that are admirable or are these traits that are dangerous? At the end of the day, if I had asked myself, why am I so curious about him? I would have to say his traits are, are dangerous. They're not admirable. There was nothing admirable about this person. All his traits were leaning towards in that curiosity that I was following were really leading towards this person doesn't follow rules. He operates above the law. He's dangerous, but I could not, I did not add those pieces together. Right. Okay. Um, Other things that will show up as your gut is doubt. You're not going to trust this person. There might be hesitation or suspicion or apprehension. So when these things are showing up, don't excuse them. Listen to your gut. Step away. Ask yourself you know, is this person safe or is this person unsafe? You know, are they leading me on a path of health and wellness and prosperity or whatever through obviously healthy means, or are they leading me down a path that is going to be a dead end at the end of the day? Right. Okay. Um, one of the things that you're going to notice with in a relationship with a predatory person is that it's driven by intensity. So they may treat you like, um, let's say like a princess one day and they think that you walk on water one day, but then they will leave you hurting and longing with their inaction. They don't show up. They don't have integrity. So this creates now this, High-intensity relationship is a drama-filled relationship. Your needs are never addressed. They're never met. They're called expectations in their world, and they will not meet your expectations. Although they're not really your expectations, they're your God-given need to be loved, cared, need to be protected, need to be listened to, need to be um, respected. They don't respond to those needs. They just drive up the intensity. So these are huge red flags for you to recognize that this person does not care about you. They only care about themselves.
1: Okay. Got it. Okay. So they're feeding. They're just they're just a black hole being fed and fed and fed, but it could never be fed. They're just, it's like, it's, yeah, insatiable. it's an insatiable desire. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay.
0: Which is part of their addiction. Okay. 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 All right. So then as we kind of like bring this down, like bring this home now is because again, this is the passion unlimited podcast. So this is about reconnecting you with your heart and your passion so that you can not only survive, but to thrive in your life. So how do we find passion again after abuse? Okay. Um, I don't know if you have any life examples in your own life, Michaela, or your clients that you want to share in this reference to this area, finding passion, passion again after abuse. You know, I think
1: that I don't touch this topic too much in my practice. However, when a client comes to me who is working with a licensed mental health practitioner in that that specializes in this field. Um, and have been they have been with them for a while. My thing is this: speak to a licensed mental health practitioner first. Understand what this abuse has created for you. Understand what ripple effect this could potentially have created for you. And once you have had some time to really delve in and to really heal these areas, we can then move on to start the build to start to build the life that you want and deserve. So my first tip is see someone who specializes in this. And that's how you can start to build passion again in romantic areas of your life and in other areas of your life. Start there first, heal first properly, and then you can start to move on to build.
0: That's correct. In addition to seeking support intuitively there's a part of you that wants to not only survive this horror because that's what it is a huge horror um not only is there a part of you that wants to survive this horror but you actually there's a part of you that actually wants to thrive and that part of you is part of your authentic self and that part of you will seek out what it needs for healing unless you are an addict and you're stuck in your addiction. So you're going to keep going back to your addictions to sugar, alcohol, drugs, gambling, whatever that may be for you. But if you're not an addict, as I as I was, I was not an addict. Um, so my instinctive and more authentic self immediately gravitated to another passion. First of all, remember, I was in love or addicted to this abuser So when that relationship fell apart through a trauma, through a violation of me, I instinctively was able to gravitate to a new passion. And that was the Argentine tango. So through my healing, my passion stayed alive by becoming an an Argentine tango dancer and performer, which my heart just totally connected to. So allow yourself the freedom that if you are moving through a, a trauma right now and want to heal from that trauma allow yourself the freedom to let your heart lead you to a hobby or some sort of interest that you can plug yourself into the other thing I did through that season of healing wasn't just to surrender to the Argentine tango but it was also to write a book a book of healing for any victim of a mental and emotional abuse and any victim of sexual abuse. And that book is called From Love Trauma to Fearless Love, Seven Tango Steps for Breaking Free from Narcissists and Predators. When I released that book about a year and a half ago, it became a number one release on Amazon. And it is a journey to getting your power back It is a journey to allowing your authentic, real self to come and shine through, to let go of the traumas, to let go of the mindsets, to let go of the behaviors from the past that no longer has served you and to truly embrace your power as a woman, your power as a man, your power as the king and queen of your kingdom.
1: And, you know, it's funny because... Regaining your power after you feel that someone has stripped it from you can seem very daunting. However, knowing you and knowing the healing journey you have been on and knowing other people um, in my practice and knowing other people in my life that have grown and have healed past this, it is possible. But the first step is understanding the mind of a predator and understanding that sexual abuse Mm -hmm. is is a crime. And this crime Mm -hmm. that has been perpetrated against you needs to be first of all identified and second of all healed.
0: That's correct. We can't sweep this under the rug. We cannot we have to recognize that we have been victimized. We have to grieve the loss of a Unfortunately, a fake relationship because it wasn't real. It was an illusion. We have to grieve how we have been treated um, with just worthless actions. They again, they never valued us. They never valued or anything about their victims. They don't. They they're there to use and exploit their victims. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so
1: so so what else do we need to know?
0: So I think you said it well, Michaela, Coach Michaela, there is hope um, after abuse. So there is full recovery after abuse. So it's about keeping the faith and believing in yourself and surrounding yourself also with the support group. You got to create a support group around yourself of people who believe in you and see the best in you, even in the days that you cannot see the best in yourself, because I had many of those days. When you have been betrayed at the level of being brought into a relationship just solely to take be taken fully advantage of, you have a lot of bad days yeah. after that, mm-hmm. a lot of bad days. So you will need your support system who will keep you encouraged and will keep loving you and will keep loving on you as you continue to do the work of repair and restoration. The full recovery is
1: completely possible thank goodness it is because I'll tell you you know um I have not been sexually abused however I have been emotionally abused in uh, previous relationships and the emotional abuse leaves it leaves a bruise and it takes a while for the bruise to heal and you think to yourself will I ever be okay again and what is the answer Gianni to that question
0: Yes, you will. You are gonna be okay. Yes, you will. Just believe you will, get the support you need and trust the journey that you're on because this is now a journey to healing and wholeness. And with that, I want to thank our listeners for joining us. Um I don't know if Michaela, sorry, I don't know if you have something else to add, but if not, I just want to thank our listeners for joining us on this very important Absolutely. conversation. Absolutely, that was that
1: was my final my final words of wisdom. Thank you, Gianni, for for bringing us on this journey and bringing us into this conversation. Um, to our listeners, I know that sometimes these topics can either bring up feelings of uneasiness and uncomfortableness however we must get out of our comfort zone in order to be able to heal and to bring more passion into your life means that sometimes you have to educate yourself in areas of 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 abuse and of uncomfortable topics so thank you so much for joining us in this Mm -hmm. conversation which is very important
0: Yeah, we must visit our shadow selves and that's part of the uncomfortable part of healing. We have to embrace our shadow self and that's part of this healing journey that we embark on when we've been Absolutely.
1: And if you like this episode and you like episodes just like this one, go ahead and go back to our previous episodes for season one and the early part of season two where we share. Tips, tricks, and strategies for you to lead and live a passion-filled life. And if you follow social media or on social media, go ahead and find us on Instagram at Passion Unlimited Podcast. And we also have a Facebook group that you can join where you can interact with us at PassionUnlimitedPodcast.com. And if people want to listen and if you want to listen to more of our episodes, please log on to PassionUnlimitedPodcast.com.
0: Well, thank Thank you you so much, Michaela.
1: Gianni, Adama, we will speak to you soon. Thanks, everybody. Bye.